When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Beautiful people, happy Tuesday to you. I hope your week is off to an amazing start. If you're listening, welcome back to another episode. And if you're watching, welcome to my sister's living room. (laughs) I'm currently in Chicago trying to help my mom out. She's having knee replacement surgery today as this episode comes out. And my daughter and sister are right over there in the pool, enjoying life. Your boy's over here putting in the work for this episode, making some final tune-ups here. Trying to make sure I don't skip a week with you all. So I appreciate the time. I appreciate you guys being here. And I'm really excited for today's episode. So today's episode, Calling Yourself Out, is with the lovely Miss Helen Denham. What a, what a last name, Denham, right? How dope is that? Uh, we cover so many different topics. I'm going to read you off the list here. We go over certified behavioral change, visual meditation practices, the benefits of solitude, recognizing your triggers... So don't skip that part of this episode. How to know if you should stay or if you should go in a relationship and if you've outgrown it. Uh, Jealousy can be a good thing. We talk about shadow work. Oh, this blew my mind. I actually want to have a whole nother episode about shadow work. It's something that's kind of new to me and I'm I'm infatuated with. I love learning about it. Um, We talk about EFT, aka tapping, just kind of help you sleep better and uh, really just checking in with yourself. We talk about Reiki healing, as Helen is a certified healer in Reiki. I go into my wild story with Reiki. Uh, Spoiler alert and teaser. My Reiki healer told me one time, many centuries ago, that my heart was physically, literally ripped out of my heart. Uh, My heart, ripped out of my body. (laughs) Uh, Because, I'll let you guys listen to it, but it was a crazy story. And yeah, just overall, just, Checking in with yourself, calling yourself out, holding yourself accountable. Like, what are we doing? How are we showing up? And it was just a beautiful, beautiful episode. And I'm so grateful for Helen to be able to bless the show and to give you guys all these gems and these these amazing takeaways. So, again, I hope you're safe and well. I hope you're busy being productive, not just busy being busy, because there's a big difference. Let's get out there. Let's get after it. Welcome back to the show. No weeks off, no Tuesdays off, no matter where the hell I am, which is always changing. Hopefully things settle down soon. I'm going to get back to editing so you guys can enjoy what you're about to see and consume. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Miss Helen Denham, (laughs) welcome to Who Can Relate. It's an honor. It's a privilege to have you. Um, we are going to be getting into some 
uh, selfishly for me, amazing things, but I know that will help out a lot of people. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I reached out to you first because I was yes. like, I have got to get Justin on my podcast. And then we just hit it off. And now yeah. we've had a lovely day of recording. So yeah. I'm so grateful that you're here and yeah. that we get to just keep talking. It's yeah. Great. So we just recorded um, on your episode, which I will make sure that's in the show notes and link that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, speaking of your podcast, can we talk a little bit more about your podcast? Totally. Um, It's called The Lifted Podcast. um, And I started it just over a year ago, like right before we went into quarantine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was really diving into my own self-healing and my self-discovery journey. And um, what I was finding was I was listening to a lot of other podcasts and I was listening to guests that I so admired, people that were really expansive for me. And at the same time, I was like, I wish I could go deeper with them. Like there are more questions that I need to ask here and that I think would be really helpful for an audience. Um, So I was like, I'm just going to try this out. (laughs) Like, uh, so I just reached out. I had a list of five people that I dreamt of interviewing. Oh, wow. I was like, if I can just interview these people, my life will just expand so much. Um, And I just did it. You know, I just did some research and just figured out how to do this. And I I love talking. I love having conversations with people. Like I've gotten to this point in my life where I'm like, I just don't have the time for small talk anymore. I want to go deep. I want to know what makes you tick. And I want to know how you overcome obstacles. Like, so it was kind of selfish. I I felt like, (laughs) I feel like every time I interview somebody, including yourself, I get this mentorship. Oh, wow. Um, That's why I do it. It's like, I don't need to pay for a life coach. I'm interviewing them every week, hundred percent. you know, and I get to ask them such, you know, questions that I really am curious about. So that's the story. I love it. And and I can relate to you. Um, no pun intended, (laughs) but I, you know, same thing. I, it was self-taught. I listened to God knows how many podcasts, um, probably over a thousand. And I was like, I think I can do this. I just want to give it a shot. And, Mm -hmm. um, same thing. I, I love having conversations. I'm at that point in my life as well, where the more in depth, the better, the more heart to heart, the more heartfelt, the better. And for me, there were so many um, beautiful discussions I'd have with friends and just people I'd come into contact with. And I was like, oh, I wish other people could hear what we're talking about. And I'm sure that people could relate to it mm-hmm. and then kind of birth who can relate. Um, and back to you said you reached out to me. Um, I remember opening your email <laughs> and it was super professional. And, and one thing that I, I really took from it was... Um, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to use this as well to ask people to come on my show because I haven't created like a template yet for that. Totally. Um, and I really struggled with it. I overthink a lot. And um, I'm like, you know, if anyone watches The Office, you know, they keep it simple, stupid, <laughs> K-I-S-S. And when you sent me yours, it was so to the point. It was beautifully, you know, articulated, but it was very warm and just professional. So, and you gave the links in which everyone will see in the show notes, um, your website, your blog, your podcast, um, your beautiful photos, by the way, um, just your overall setup was, I was really like, I was very impressed and I was taken back. I even told Shay, I was like, babe, you got to check out this girl, Helen. She reached out to me and look at this and look how she does it. I got to do this. And, um, so I'm just, uh, super excited to, (laughs) you know, obviously discuss what we have here and then, um, to be able to share with everyone else. And one of the things that really, um, caught my attention was you are a certified behavior change specialist. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, this is kind of new for me. I just got certified actually last month. So this is a little new. So I'm really glad we're talking about this. It'll give me a little test here. 
Um, but basically I wanted to get certified because I mean, I'm very much into the spiritual and ethereal realm. I love studying dream work. I love studying everything in the ether kind of, Mm -hmm. but I also have a very logical kind of masculine mind to be honest. And like, I need to be able to break down why we behave the way that we do. And I figured, you know, if I really want to serve my community, I need to study what makes us humans. Um, and I, I keep talking about this book that I've been reading called sapiens, which is Mm. really this. It's like a history book studying, you know, our evolution from Neanderthals and becoming humans and sapiens, really. Um, and it's so interesting to look at what makes us tick, like yeah. what it ha- what has to do with safety and foraging and how we create communities and hierarchies and everything. And, you know, it, there's such a logic to why we behave the way we do married with spirit. Um, and I just felt like I just launched a course about confidence and I was like, if I'm really going to launch this and serve my community, I need to know what I'm talking about and I need to study it and, and study myself. So that's how that came about. Mm. And, uh, and what I realized while taking the course is that we're all saying the same thing. We're just packaging it differently. <laughs> yeah. The scientific and you know psychological community is saying the same thing as a spiritual community and mm-hmm. quantum physics. Like they're just packaged differently. Um, we're all saying the same thing, which is basically you know how to become the highest and best versions of ourselves and really come back to a place of joy and um, mm. surrender to life in a, a more beautiful way that is not so much based on suffering, which is you know what we're taught wow. so often is that life is suffering. Mm. And when we believe that we start to create that. So my intention is now to just help people step into a place of joy and start to understand that like life can be fun. It does Mm. not have to be so hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course we're humans. Life is going to have challenges, but it's about perspective and how we approach it and how well we can bounce back Mm. and grow from those experiences. So have you had clients yet? I mean, I have clients signing up for the course. Um, yep. And I do Reiki healing as well. So yeah, yeah, I have clients in that way, Mm -hmm. um, for sure that are coming through and it's really interesting to see who comes through and, uh, it helps me. I'm, I'm doing a pre-sale right now. It'll be officially out when this comes out, but, um, it's interesting to see who's signing up in the precursory phase because I can kind of tailor the course to them a little bit. Like while I'm, you know, making my final little adjustments and I'm, I'm recording my final meditations for it. Like I've got these women particularly in mind. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what does she need right now? What is she struggling with? And, um, how can I relate to her? So yeah, that's beautiful that you can kind of customize it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. Yep. Um, while we're here with the creative creating confidence course, that's another mm-hmm. tongue twister. Yeah. Um, can you tell everyone just kind of maybe um, a little bit more about it? Yeah. Um, this will be out, like you said, you know, after you launch. Yeah. So uh, for anyone that's interested. Thank you for letting me promote. Well, of course. <laughs> I know. Please. I hope this isn't like an ad, but really no, no, it's yeah. like, honestly, I created this course as a spiritual tool belt, essentially for people. Yeah. These are the tools that I have gone to over the last eight years. Like I really suffered with clinical depression from being a really young kid, like nine years old, like suicidal. I don't know wow. where it came from. Like, I don't know wow. what that was about, mm-hmm. but I was put on like Zoloft and heavy medication really young. I don't mm-hmm. think it was nine. I, I think it was more like 12 or 13. Cause I asked my mom the other day, I was like, can you confirm? <laughs> What's my journey been like? Yeah, sure. So, but I was really young um, mm. and really struggling. And I remember like 
I've got this like blank spot from middle school and early high school. Like I can hardly remember it because I was sleeping so much. Like I just mm. wanted to sleep instead of be awake, like um, self-harm, everything. So, you know, I've, I've been through like real darkness and the only way that I got out of that darkness um, and self-harming tendencies was through intention. Like I really had to yeah. find teachers. I had to have friends that like showed me the way that like I had a choice. Sure. Um, and I know that, this is something that so many people struggle with anxiety, depression, especially coming mm. out of COVID and quarantine and learning how to be alone. Like, yeah, I think you have to learn how to be alone and really enjoy your own company. And that is not necessarily innate for everybody, mm. especially from all the societal programming that we go through. Like, so I created this course really as um, something that people can come back to over and over again. Um, it involves goal setting um, templates. So I think one thing that really holds people back is not knowing what they want. A lot of people yeah. actually can't unclear. straight up define what do you want out of life sure. in the next five months to a year? Where do you see yourself? Yeah. So um, I made a template for that. We do some EFT tapping, which stands mm. for emotional freedom technique. Mm -hmm. For people don't know who don't know, it's uh, acupressure. It's like okay. acupuncture focuses on like meridians around your face and your body. Um, and if you're familiar with the chakras, yeah. we've got chakras all over our body. Mm -hmm. We've, we've mostly focus on our center line, but chakras yeah. are everywhere. So in tapping and EFT tapping, you're actually tapping on all these different points of your face and your yeah. chest and like speaking positive affirmations and kind of doing this unraveling and shadow work alongside that mm -hmm. while you're tapping. And there's something about the physical component to it with the mental and speech that um, is very transformational. Wow. And it's always very emotional when I do that. And like, you're, you're just speaking it and clearly working through these issues. Yeah. So there's that, there's transformational journaling, there's guided visualization meditations, which I do a visualization me meditation almost every night. Um, wow. And that has been just a huge pillar in my mental yeah. well-being. Can you unpack that a little bit? Just a visual meditation. What, what does that yep. look like? Um, so basically, it's really getting into your subconscious, ideally. Like, okay. it kind of drops you into a deep relaxation so that you're in this, like, parasympathetic nervous state so that mm -hmm. you can be completely relaxed and really allow your mind to reprogram. So, I mean, meditation is one of the most effective ways to reconfigure our neural pathways and our reprogramming and um, suggest new and better ideas to your mind. And when you're that relaxed, when you're not in this fight or flight state, which we're like always in, yeah. and you're truly relaxed, you can actually really start to receive those downloads. Mm. Um, so in these meditations, I, I kind of take you through, you know, a lovely little journey where in one of them, you'll meet your highest self, which is basically the next version of yourself. And yeah. I, I don't really like to think of a higher self as like other, because I think that's unattainable. Yeah. I really am focused on merging that ideal version of yourself with who you are now and creating this oneness and understanding that these are just parallel timelines mm. that you can sync and fuse together. Mm. Um, so really having people vividly imagine what does your ideal version of yourself look like? How do they dress? Who are they surrounded by? What yeah. meetings are they taking during the day? What are you eating? Mm. Like really specific. And that is all related to behavior change as well. Imaging and imagery is a huge part of changing behavior mm. And it's all tied together with knowing what you want. When sure. you can clearly define who you are and who you yeah. would like to be, you can really start to change your life. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I'm processing and I will be signing up for your course because I, <laughs> I would love to just really dive into that. It, the other thing that um, you mentioned, which uh, is was very difficult for me um, 
for throughout my whole life, but ironically not during the pandemic was sitting in solitude. Mm-hmm. Being alone was like a huge fear of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got it from childhood. Um, and then my mom also has just a difficult time being alone. And so I used to always fill that space with people all the time when I could finally get to the point of actually just sitting with self and not running from the thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to distract myself from them. And then I'll, ultimately, I thought I could run away from them. Wrong. Um, that was a very enlightening moment and a time for me, you know? And so uh, thankfully, I did it before the pandemic because I remember thinking during the pandemic, how many people are forced to sit in solitude, forced mm-hmm. to sit with those thoughts without distraction, without whether it's their job, uh, social life, traveling, et cetera, here we are forced to just hit the pause button. Every single one of us, it didn't matter how much money you had, what celebrity status you had, we all were in the same playing field for maybe the first time ever, if you Mm -hmm. will. Um, And I I had so much empathy for people who really had a hard time with that because a lot of your thoughts that you, especially if you try to suppress or shove them under a rug, when they surface, how do you deal with that? Mm -hmm. You know, and how do you take those hard looks in the mirror? It's almost like a, a moment of self-realization, a moment of self-inventory check kind of thing. And I remember totally. for me and, and Shay, we really sat with it in the sense of like, okay, this is what it is. How will we come out of this thing better than we entered it? Like that is in our control for the most part, you mm-hmm. know, especially mentally, it's all, it's all in our control. And, um, you know, kind of, you know, during that time, I really threw everything into who can relate and so on and so forth. But I also kept taking those hard looks in the mirror up to my therapy, up my reading, up my journaling, my meditating, just everything. Yeah. I went all in. Um, but solitude is something that I know is, is probably hard for a lot of people. But if you can just try, mm-hmm. if you can stick to it, mm-hmm. um, watch the the beauty that, you know, will come from it. So it just... Really, really made me think about that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a reason why we all talk about meditation all the yeah. time. Like people who are, you know, concerned about their spiritual and mental well-being. There's a reason why we keep talking about meditation, like drinking water. Yeah. It's because it puts you in the place of the active observer. Mm. Like Dr. Arya, who I just interviewed recently, so wonderful. He had this great analogy for it. It's like you are not the clouds in the sky. You are the sky. You are the container Mm. for the clouds. And if we can think of our thoughts as clouds passing, like sometimes we're going to have storms roll through. Sometimes we're going to have wispy, really gentle clouds come through, but we're the sky. We're, we're steady. There is that isness. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you meditate, you kind of lift out of your chatter Mm -hmm. um, and you become the observer and you start to recognize yourself as a spiritual being having a physical experience. I, this was kind of a transition for me. I I was like, I'd just gone through a breakup. I was in New York City. I was mm-hmm. like leaving a, a nine to five job. And I was like, I can't work like this anymore. What am I going to do? And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go to Thailand alone for a month. So I went to Thailand and just did a solo trip. I love solo traveling. Um, and just, I met some wonderful people over there and I learned kind of self-reliance from that trip. And you know, their culture is so beautiful and there's monasteries everywhere. And like, there's just this Zen quality to it. And I came back and I was like, how can I 
you know, make this my life. So I started to work at a meditation studio in New York City and I'd be meditating for five hours a day. It was like an audio guided meditation studio. So I was a facilitator and the facilitators weren't actually leading the meditations. We were just holding space for people. We'd get them comfortable, but then we would sit in meditation with them. I was meditating for like five hours a day and um, it transformed my life. It was like kind of like monk training and yeah made some wonderful friends there, but Mm -hmm. that like initiation really opened my eyes to just how powerful meditation can be Mm -hmm. and how many different types there are. Like you can do so many different types of meditation, like visualization, like I was explaining earlier is one Mm -hmm. type, but there's also really powerful breathwork meditation. Um, there's really, you know, lovely Savasana, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to each their own. Um, Mm -hmm. I also take walks every evening as a way to empty my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, you were saying this earlier to me when I was interviewing you that like sometimes at night, it's like, there's too much going on in your head to really like drop into a meditation. So Mm -hmm. that's why I walk, I I walk and I, my neighbors probably think I'm crazy because I'm like talking (laughs) to myself, but that's how I process. Good for you. I just like, I talk it out. Like I rehearse things. I, as I built this course, I built this course talking through it on walks. It's like I rehearsed everything (laughs) on my walks. Yeah, that's great. So I mean, like that's a form of meditation as well, I think. Yeah, but. and it's also a form of self-love. Yeah. I mean, you know what works for you, you know what doesn't, and, and you own it, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what your neighbors or anyone driving <laughs> by may, may think of like, you. tone it down, Helen. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> Helen. Oh, there she goes again. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about EFT, because yeah. I just realized, as, as you described it, um, I did a form of EFT. Um, I had, a, and then I also, this is perfect, I can't wait to talk about Reiki. Mm. Um, but my Reiki healer uh, did, right when the pandemic started, um, you know, because we had to do via Zoom, we did a, and now I realized, an EFT, you know, practice. And mm-hmm. we tapped um, on multiple parts of our face and, and our body and worked on breath work. And it was, I think, a 40-minute class. And and she was very particular in, as to when you do that during the day, what time. And she mm. was like, she was just saying it was better at night. And uh, thank God we did, Shay and I did it. Thank God we did it at night because I almost fell asleep during the practice because it was so calming. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about EFT. I mean, sure. Like it's, it's this kind of simple exercise. I mean, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but mm-hmm. like the marriage between physically tapping on these meridians and the connection between speaking it, I think just putting words to how you're feeling is also very powerful to yeah. take yourself through that, to actually identify what you're struggling with. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of tapping recently around success and allowing myself mm. to be successful. So like you can choose like what you want to work through, but my wow. one that I've been really interested in is allowing success because I think as I, as I build in our podcast grow, you know, when mm. we step into new versions of ourselves, we have to be willing to shed older layers. And sure. like, sometimes that means allowing old friends maybe to fall by the wayside or just like reconfiguring your environment and your surroundings. And, sure. um, I noticed some guilt coming up around my growth and, um, mm. I was like, what is this related to? And I think it was related to just fear of being successful. I was like, what's going to happen if in my you know wildest dreams, this happens and I, be, you know, I reach this pillar of success am I going to be alone? Like mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So that's when, you know, what I've been working through. But as I speak through this tapping, I actually start to realize how 
I, how I actually am feeling. I put yeah. language to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, people have different learning types, you know? Some yeah. people are very linguistic-based. Some people are more logical. They need to see and look at patterns. Like, sure. for me, uh, speaking really helps. Yeah. Really helps. It's like talk therapy. Totally. Yeah. It's not what you learn. It's how you learn. Yeah. So it's really important because, like I said, everyone learns differently. I'm a visual person. That's half the reason why I film the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to build that connection, that bond with, with the person. So... Um, yeah. And like I said, it's just, if, if anyone's interested, um, again, I'll put more info in the show notes, but, um, it's such a beautiful experience and it's, it's mainly because you can kind of make it your own, like you said, whatever you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, let's go into Reiki. Sure. And, uh, for anyone that's not familiar with Reiki, I'll let you give, um, your definition of it. I don't want to butcher anything, but, uh, yeah. Well, I know that you and Shay did it and I love knowing that you had this kind of transformational experience. I want to say something controversial. Okay. Okay. So I took Reiki training and, um, I was taught that like, you have to be taught Reiki by a master to give it. Mm -hmm. I kind of disagree with that because Reiki is like chi it's universal Mm -hmm. life force energy. That's the translation of it. Um, Reiki is just life force energy. And I don't believe that you have to pay to access it or like Mm -hmm. be given an attunement necessarily. This is a, personal belief. I think we can all access Reiki energy. We can just ask to receive it and communicate Mm -hmm. with spirit and Mm -hmm. say Reiki and, but okay. But on a more energetic level, it really helps to have training because you start to like attune and understand how energy works and how malleable is it is Mm -hmm. and how tangible it is. Mm -hmm. So my first introduction to this kind of energetic healing, I was actually at a music festival with my mom for okay. my like 17th birthday, okay. like this crazy music festival in Woodstock, actually New York. Nice. And uh, everybody was running around barefoot and we like met this woman in the woods and she was like doing this like interesting kind of like dance, like in, you know, with mm-hmm. the ground and she was like pulling energy from the earth and like bringing it into her body. And mm-hmm. she was telling us, you know, how she was doing this. She said, you can feel the magnetism in between your hands and pull it from the earth that you can actually feel it. So wow. she was like, um, you know, create an energy ball with your hands and you guys watch, you can do this now, like mm-hmm. start to pull the energy between your hands. And I can feel this right now. Like you feel this magnetism between your palms, mm. like, and you can play with that and you yeah. can run it through your bodies and yeah. you can charge up your chakras with this energy. Like this is life force Reiki energy. We can feel it. Mm. So I just want to encourage everybody. You don't need to be a Reiki healer to access this universal life force chi. Like sure. we all have this, we all have access to it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to know like how to strengthen that. It's like anything. You can go to school for anything, sure. like study, st- really study it. So I had this wonderful woman, Deborah Danforth from my little hometown. When mm-hmm. I was like staying with my family during quarantine, I was like, I really mm-hmm. want to learn how to do this. And uh, we started to work on each other. It was like six of us in this class together. And, uh, you know, we were just taught how to truly feel and tune in to like this frequency almost. Um, you, you mentioned that you were watching the Goop series earlier. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there is like some episode and I forget what it's called. Do you remember this um, guy? John, yeah, the, yeah. Is his name John or something? Um, yeah. And he had everyone on the table and he was using his hands and he yeah. was talking about pulling energy. There were, yes. I think a woman had like orgasmed. Yeah. I think another, oh, the, um, 
who's the the girl who's she's an actress julianne huff yeah, yeah. she had a pain in her ankle from yes. like gymnastics when she was a child that he was able to heal because the body holds trauma yeah uh, more trauma actually than the mind and totally. he was able to heal that so yeah this guy was incredible he knows how to move energy and yeah. like it's so real mm-hmm. like and he did this th- so that's reiki like that's yeah. reiki it's you could call it whatever you want it's all sure. energy work it's working with our life force energy mm-hmm. he did something where he kind of drops into the back of your neck and i think what he was tapping into is the vagus nerve um okay. and charging that vagus, vagus nerve. nerve the vagus nerve okay it's super powerful i wrote a blog post on it too it's like um but there's this this charge in this it's like kundalini your okay. kundalini activation is through your vagus nerve mm. so you're charging that and with reiki you can you can activate that and you can pull it and you can feel it so like wow. when i do reiki and and give reiki to people i can feel um distortion in their chakras and I can feel where it can be smoothed out and you can pull that energy out and you can pack it and charge it and set beautiful intention. And whenever I start a session with somebody, I just hold the highest vibration. I always say a little prayer and I'm like, I I only allow positive benevolent energy to enter our field, Mm -hmm. surround with a beautiful white light. Like visualization is very powerful. It's very real. And I often think about like human beings, like we only understand our surroundings based on our you know, five senses yeah. like that's, and we think that's reality, yeah. but there's so many colors that yeah. we don't see. There's so many little particles that we don't see. Like imagine sure. how like an Eagle or a Hawk sees the world yeah. or an owl, like mm-hmm. it's so different. So yeah. like, there's just so much that we don't know. Yeah. And we're just starting to play with this another dimension. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we hear this term like the great awakening and the big shift coming around. I yeah. think it's really our development of sure. a sixth sense and our evolution as human beings. Yeah. I think we're evolving right in mm-hmm. front of our own eyes, like, totally. and uh, really tapping into this and, you can feel it. And I remember one girl I was working on, like this is where it comes into trusting your intuition as well. And when you practice this, you get better at it. I remember it was like one of my first training sessions and I was working on her and my hands just went to her left leg. And I just felt like I needed to hold my hands there for a long time. And she just starts crying. And I was like, I wonder what happened here. And she, she said, it's so crazy that you put your hands there. Like I almost lost my leg as a kid in a car accident. And she's like, you put your hand right on where my leg was going to be severed. And, uh, that is just, I think knowledge from spirit that comes in. And I know that sounds like so out there, but like, I think we all have access to this dimension and we can, we can call upon it and ask for it. And we are all capable of doing this healing together. So yeah, it works wow. in mysterious and very powerful ways. But like yeah. that touch, that touch therapy, like mm-hmm. can really transform people. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, we hold trauma in the body. So yeah. this is this has a lot to do with somatic healing. Um, people always cry when I hold their heads because it reminds us of, of being a baby. And it makes us feel wow. really safe when our heads are held. Sure. And that always sparks real emotion. Mm-hmm. When you were, you know, when you were doing yoga and yeah. when I was interviewing you, you were like, I was crying in yoga. I was like, yeah. well, because you're, you're releasing a, yeah. a huge a lot of energy, especially in our hips. If you ever do a hip opener and like yeah. pigeon and yoga, mm-hmm. I always cry. Cause like yeah. that's our safety. That's our root chakra. Okay. Like that breaks open and yeah. we can release. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, this is what I'm having a moment of God. I love what I do <laughs> in this because just having these types of conversations and, um, I can relate. I have so many follow-up things. Uh, the first thing I'll mention is, um, there's a book called, uh, seat of the soul by Gary Zukov and he talks about the multiple dimensions so back to that for a second and and how there's personality and then there's a, a multi-personality and the multi-personality person is is in in tune with the 3D 
right? Mm-hmm. The, the third dimension, as opposed to we are with our five senses, just tuned into the, the 2D. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a whole nother dimension, there's a whole nother realm of what we could actually tap into if we convince, because that's what it is, our subconscious that there's more to this. Like mm-hmm. what we've been taught in school, we've been taught from childhood, what our society, our neighborhoods, our upbringing has taught us is very, um, it's small for lack yep. of a better word. And limited, yeah. Yes, yeah, limited. There's so much more that, that is open and, and accessible is, is the other key word that is out there to us. Um, Seat of the Soul, Zary, uh, Gary Zukav is an amazing book and he really unpacks almost everything that you just mm. said. I, two other things. I want to share two stories. Uh, one is the yoga thing you just mentioned. Um, so yeah, we were recording earlier today uh, on your uh, podcast. <laughs> it's fine. I guess it's a sign I don't need it. Um, <laughs> and so um, I did a yoga class uh, practice like two weeks ago and um, we were doing this. Uh, it was it was 26 and two. So it's 26 yoga poses and you repeat them twice. And the first thing is, is where you you take your, um, you interlock your, your hands. If you guys are listening, you interlock your hands and you, uh, you you put out your elbows like a chicken wing, right? Mm-hmm. So your your uh, knuckles are right underneath your chin, and then you inhale as deep as you can. If your elbows raise, they raise. You you squeeze your quads, and then as you exhale, you you push out the air, and you're also you're now going to make a fist and push out your um, push your head up. So we're doing this. We're breathing, um, and I was moved to tears. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so emotional, and and I was like what the hell's going on? And, and I, um, I remember the, uh, the instructor, Greg, who's amazing. He kind of looked at me and, and Helen, he gave me a look that was like, enjoy it. Yeah. He gave me a look that was like, don't force the, the don't stop it. Uh-huh. Don't, don't try to force it down. Just let it out. And, Absolutely. and this is without him talking to me. He just, and I'm like crying at, at him basically. And I'm, yeah. and I'm like, what's and I remember thinking, I was like, I'm just so happy. Yes. I'm so happy, like in my life and, and, and just and people I have in my life and what I'm doing with my life now and who I'm no longer. It was just, I just moved to all these different beautiful emotions. And that was at the start of the practice. So the whole practice was great. <laughs> um, the other story I want to share is my, um, uh, I had two experiences with Reiki aside from the um, EFT. Yeah. And this was this is pretty wild. So um, my Reiki healer, we were I was laying on the table, and and she used the um, <laughs> I, I can't think of another metaphor, but Ninja Turtles. Um, Raphael had like the pitchfork. Um, mm. uh, is it a tuning fork you're thinking of? Tuning fork. Yeah, yeah. she had two. It's like a two pronged. Yes. Thing. Yes, she had mm-hmm. two, and she was like banging them together. So there's a vibration. There's a sound yes, going on. Right. She's, my eyes are closed, but I looked up and saw what she was doing and she's going from head to toe, head to toe, head to toe, and mm-hmm. just kind of banging these out and getting an energy and a feel. Um, she set them down and then she had a triangle and she would she would hit the triangle and all these things. And then she would just use her hands. And and not that she ever touched me, but I could feel them right above me. Talk yep. about that that magnetic, you know, feeling. You can feel it. And she was reading me, just trying to get everything, um, all the messages. And when we got done... And this happened for like uh, maybe like 20 minutes. She's like going with all these sounds and vibrations. And and she said, um, I have someone um, who's giving me a message uh, from your like way past, like mm. centuries ago past. Um, and this is like obviously she's now in tune with my soul. Okay. So um, and she said, it's there's a woman here um, and she 
um, is apologizing to you and wants you to know it's not your fault. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, okay, well, what's, what's going on? And, and um, so in a way past life, um, I had um, a romantic relationship with a, with a woman who was um, a daughter of basically a king, you know, a high profile family. And I was essentially like the help. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving everyone context here. <laughs> and um, we had this beautiful love affair, kind of like a Romeo and Juliet where you couldn't separate us, couldn't take us apart, but we knew it was taboo. We knew it was wrong and the family wouldn't accept me. So one day the dad finds out about us, the father, and he says, you can bring him to, you know, we're having this family gathering, this kingdom gathering. So I, I, I enter this room and the father stands up and he speaks and he asked me to come up to him and at the table and he ripped my heart out Mm. physically Physically. ripped my heart out and held my heart in his hand i I, my body collapses and he looks at his daughter and says if you ever let this happen again this is what will happen Mm. you know you don't belong with him he doesn't belong with you kind of thing and so the point of of all that and the reason why this uh, message was so um powerful was (laughs) she goes do you have trust issues? Stop. <laughs> She's like, do you have like, you know, like past uh, life trauma? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I, here I am thinking it's just my abandonment issues from childhood. You went back hundreds of years oh, ago yeah. to talk about the root. Whoa. Right. Yeah. And she gave me so much other, uh, if, if people are thinking, okay, Justin, like calm down, dude, this is the most woo woo story ever. Listen for whoever wants to believe it, this, I can't make this up. I promise you this is, this is not yeah, a lie. I mean, it's not even about like believing so much. It's about right. having an experience that proves it yes. to yourself. It's about education and exactly. exploration. It's like consciousness exploration. Like, yeah. because I mean, we, I mean, technology has already showed us this, how we connect with cultures across the globe. Like, yeah we have this certain ignorance to us and we accept our ignorance as a reality until we learn something else. Like, you know, it's not crazy until you, you experience it. It's a very visceral, very real experience. And, Mm -hmm. and it just is undeniable. It's, it's just simple. Yeah. And, and even, even when that was happening and, and, and I felt that it made sense, like my body reacted to it more so than my mind. So Mm -hmm. I, I even believed it even more. Um, she also gave me another thing and it was about my mom and, and I'll, sh- that'll be a short story. I'll keep it um, light here. But, um, she said that your mom is trying to convince you, um, because it's her truth that she's very satisfied with her life. And I was like, okay, see now that's where you're wrong. <laughs> I was like, because I promise you, my mom is the epitome of never being satisfied. Mm. Like the definition of, of that, you know, in Webster would have my mom's photo there. Like, that's what it is. And she's like, Justin, I promise you, like, can you just do me a favor? Can you call her when you leave here and just, just ask her if she's happy with her life and and all that it is and where it's gotten her to. And is she satisfied? I'm like, yeah, of course. I can't wait not to prove her wrong, but just to be like, there's just no way. Yeah. I call my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm just going to ask you a question. Are you satisfied with your life? And she's like, Yes, I keep trying to tell you that I'm satisfied. You don't believe me. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, are you serious? Are you like effing with me? I'm like, mom. And she goes, I'm serious. Justin, like I keep trying to tell you and Lisa, my sister, I am so satisfied with my life. I think you guys think I have a lot of regret, but I don't. I'm happy. You know, could I go back and change a couple of things? Well, sure. But we all can. But ultimately, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That's amazing. So then I really believe the medieval time story. Uh-huh. I was like, if you're right about this, you're right about that. 
I think, you know, to your point, like people will find what they want to find. Like sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You will, if you want to prove something wrong, you'll prove it wrong. Like, sure. Like, this is why I have issue with, um, you know, certain series or shows that are trying to like dispel things. It's like, of course you're going to dispel it. Like, that's what you want to find. Um, so that's a choice. Like, how are you going to experience your life as a human? At the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen when we die. Sure. I'm going to choose though, to believe and trust the experiences that I'm having to know that there's, I am not my body. I'm a spirit experiencing my physicality. Yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah. That makes me feel deeply, uh, in trust with the universe, um, mm-hmm. and intentional and more compassionate. Yeah. And, uh, if I die, the lights go out and that's nothing. At least I died happy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but that's not, I just don't believe that at sure. all. Like, yeah. Yeah, my my yoga instructor, back to him for a second, who um, helped me with that experience that I had. Uh, ironically enough, at the end of the practice, he was setting some intentions for us to take with us throughout the day. And he said, it's just a reminder here that our bodies are rented. Yeah. And it, it I was just like, he's so right. Yep. You know, so... Um, okay. Uh, this is what I was so excited to talk to you about. Um, I, I, I've been fascinated with, um, what it embodies, what it entails. And I can't wait to, to find out more shadow work. Oh yeah. Um, how the shadow self forms is the reason you reject these aspects of your personality. It goes back to your childhood and it's all about bringing the unconscious mind to our conscious awareness. So it's the idea is that a more objective entity, um, to use a therapist, for example, can help provide an interpretive mirror to the parts of ourselves we have a difficult time seeing and accepting. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some experience and some way more expertise than I do in shadow work. Um, yeah. Please do share. Well, I think you underestimate yourself because I think you've already done so much shadow work. And I think it's just a, you know, kind of a catchphrase that's an umbrella term for the work that we do to reveal ourselves and remember who we truly are. So how I perceive it is that it's an unpacking of the soul, but it's really an unpacking of societal programming. Mm -hmm. And we usually develop this shadow self between the ages of zero to seven, really early. Wow. It's imprinted on us um, from everything we're seeing. Like kids really soak this stuff up, which is why the trauma that we usually work out is parental and uh, has so much to do with safety and caretaking. And uh, there's a lot of work in there. So it's really going back and uh, figuring out what you've taken on that's not yours, that's not authentic to you. Because I believe that we are all authentically like light, 
beings, you know, and we've just been taught to behave in certain ways and to think of ourselves in certain ways because of this commercial world that we live in. We're always being sold something. We're always being told that we need to fit in a certain box. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's how the world makes money is especially with women selling them things and things we don't need. Um, and as little kids, we really pick up on this and it, it ingrains, it's like reinforced. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's for me, shadow work is an unlearning and a, a remembering of who we truly are. And wow. uh, that can be really scary. You know, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about like what my own shadow self would look like. Mm-hmm. I actually did an exercise where I drew her out. Like I, I wow. drew out what my, the darkest version of myself looks like. And it was so emotional and like, yeah. I, I guess one thing I had recently happened was I went through like kind of some body trauma about a year ago and I didn't really realize how emotional it was. And then I lost a patch of hair. It was like my body giving me a direct response that like, you need to pay attention to me, please. Like there's some stuff that hasn't been worked out. I lost a patch of hair. I was like, oh my God, am I going to lose all of my hair? Like as a woman, my whole identity was completely shaken up. And I was like, whoa, like my life is crumbling because so much of my identity is related to beauty and being desirable by men and like all these things. So a lot of my work, my shadow work was um, unraveling my my, uh, vanity, I guess, and my connection to myself and beauty and like realizing that I am not that. I am not always my physical form. That is not who I authentically am and the value that I bring. Yes. So that's just an example of that. Yeah. Um, you know, that was very embarrassing. Like I would never have told anybody that, but now that I've unpacked it, like, Mm. yes. And I think there's so many things like I've been through eating disorders, you know, and that's all directed to shame, like trying to shrink myself down. And, um, so shadow work on the flip side is just learning how to love yourself and Mm. loving every single part of you. Um, everything that you'd be so scared, like, Okay, if you want to find your shadow, what is the one thing you would never want the world to know? Sure. That's scary. That's yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um and it's it's kind of ties back into um sitting with, you know, those thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of us are are guilty myself for sure um of creating a facade, you know, that was not truly honest to the core of who I was and in fear of that ugly side of me that, mm-hmm. I, that I knew was there and I was always trying to hide and suppress as opposed to facing it and, and head on and kind of just dealing with it. You know what I mean? So, and, and whether it's healing from it, um, et cetera. Um, and uh, just doing a little bit of research here uh, recently about shadow work. Um, when I say recently, I mean like on my drive to you this morning. <laughs> um, I listened to a great podcast and they talked about, you know, they broke down two different types of um, shadows in shame and blame. Mm-hmm. And the shame is the introvert who deals with it internally. And the blame is the um, the one that deals with it outwardly in, in a form of anger to um, protect. A lot of self-sabotages are a blame shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of anger, um, you know, comes from the blame shadow work. Um, but then a lot of the, the people who suppress and who... Um, and try to hold everything in are, are the, are the shame. Um, are you familiar with, with any of that at, at all or? Oh yeah. That, I mean, yeah. that totally resonates. Like one of the, the programs that I've been doing is Lacey Phillips's program called the pathway. It's through to be magnetic. And, um, you know, there's different workshops and modules that might take you a few weeks to get through. And one of them is she does like unblocked shadow, unblocked inner child, unblocked money, unblocked parenting, like all these things. And, wow. 
and shadow exactly gets into that. Like where did you feel shame? And it really focuses on before you were 14 years old. Like Mm -hmm. it's crazy how, how much farther back this goes than we even know. Like it goes way deep and ties into ancestral healing too. Like what's the shame of your ancestors? Mm -hmm. What's the shame that the women and okay. For example, like my mother, when I was a kid, when I was struggling with depression, told me, I mean, poor thing. She didn't know any better. She was like, women in your family have always struggled with depression. This is just how it is. Your great, great grandmother struggled with depression. You're just going to have to live with it. I'm sorry. I have it too. And poor thing. She didn't know any better. Uh, But that is shadow. That's ancestral trauma that's being passed down through our lineage. So when you heal, you also heal your lineage. And Mm -hmm. like, if we want to go quantum, like we heal timelines going forward and backwards. So it's an honor. It's a service for yeah. yourself yeah. to do this work um, and to unpack that shame and, and really figure out what's the root cause of it. Where did this come from? When's the first time I felt like this? Mm-hmm. Um, it might be have been on the playground. It might have been like your dad yelled at you or your dad left, like abandonment. Like yeah. you just finding the root cause and then making a case for yourself to disprove that. Sure. To disprove that shadow. Yeah. Is, is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's beautiful. It, it, uh, everyone knows, I, I say this all the time, you repeat what you don't repair. Mm-hmm. So back to the lineage thing, you're repairing timelines front to back, like you said. And yep. Especially if you have children, and in my case, obviously I do, um, it's one of the the core pillars of what and who I try to be in parenting. Um, it's not to repeat, you know, and, and bless your mom's heart. I mean, my, uh, my wife has to remind me I'm, I'm pretty hard on my mom about what I didn't receive from childhood that I wish I did and so on and so forth instead of you know celebrating what she was able to give and she said you know one thing you have to remember is you know we have all the tools technology podcasts videos all the resources necessary to you know do the work right to make mm-hmm. the necessary changes to the point where if you don't you're just ignorant because yeah. you can't use that as an excuse whereas your mom right. my mom you know, growing up back then, you know, there was no internet, there was no podcast to look I like. Know. I literally this morning was like, I want to learn about shadow work. I went to Apple podcast, typed in shadow work and saw the podcast. Right. It's that simple. Yeah, it's literally amazing. At our fingertips. So for your mom to just really, unfortunately, and sadly, just think it is what it is kind of yeah. thing, you know, and have that, that limited mindset, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. can't really, you know, well, to her credit, so we both ended up getting off of our medication at the same time and deciding oh, we were going to quit cold turkey and we were going to figure this out. Oh, wow. And we just beautiful. committed to that. And she's become a beautiful new version of herself as well. Went through her own whole journey, which was extremely transformational for me to witness and watch yeah. and learn through. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she broke that pattern with me and wow. we, we just healed together, you know? So wow. I've got this kind of kismet connection with my mother that's like... Sure. That's big. Yeah. So you've been through it. You've been yeah. in the trenches. Yes. And you made it out. Totally. Which is, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit a little bit more back to shadow work. Uh, some of the benefits as, as I did some research and I know you have some some responses to it. Um, some of the benefits, number one is tapping into your intuition. Um, number two is freeing yourself from the unconscious shadow. Number three is empowering yourself and accepting your strengths. And number four is taking a step towards self actualization <laughs> not false reality not fantasy not a facade yeah um but let's start with tapping into your intuition sure i mean when we talk about tapping into our intuition it's that gut response you know whether it feels good or not mm-hmm. and um 
if you can start to recognize those patterns and when you don't pay attention, like we, we all know what that feels like. Yeah. We, we like do something, even though we get a little hit, that's like, don't do that. Don't yeah. say that. But we do it. We act on impulse. Yeah. So I think intuition comes down to training yourself on how to respond instead of react. Mm-hmm. Like react is a quick jolt. It's your programming. It's like, well, yep. but if you take just a breath, take a just beat. take a breath yeah, yeah. and think about how you're going to respond. Like maybe you're having a disagreement with your mm-hmm. loved one. Maybe like you're making a decision about a work project or something. Yeah. Your intuition will lead you down the right path. If you listen to it, we know what that feels like. It's a gut reaction. And, uh, you know, I think that is spirits. I think it's our highest self guiding us if, but, and we have to just listen to it. Yeah. Just give yourself space to breathe into it and listen to it. Because yeah. I always know, like I'll look back on certain things. I'm like, that's where I didn't listen. Yeah. And yeah. And it's trial and error, you know? Yeah. And, and one thing I, I got from uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is, is she said, part of the reason why she meditates is to clear her mind so that she can be more in tune with her intuition, right? Like to get to the direct source of it. What do I need to receive today? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Also too, it says when doing the shadow work, don't forget to watch out for your triggers. Oh yeah. I mean, our triggers are our greatest teachers. Like that's exactly mm-hmm. how we grow. And, uh, you will get tested on how high your self-worth is based on what you say yes to and what you say no to and what you're willing to accept. And that's why building your confidence and your self-worth is of the utmost importance because you're going to settle for a job that doesn't pay well, or you're going to take a partner who is potentially emotionally abusive, or yeah. you're going to you know, get into friendships that promote bad habits if your self-worth is not in check. And that's right. why it's like the most valuable thing you can invest in is yourself mm-hmm. and uh, your self-worth. And like, yeah. listen, when I get into my head, I'm like, there are 8 billion people in the world. Yeah, Nobody really cares what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm just going to live my dream. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> no one cares as much as us. No one cares as much as us. And that's like such a relaxing place to get into because we really get out of our heads yeah. when we think that way. Yeah. But that's being kind to yourself. Yeah. It's, um, giving yourself grace. Um, I'm sure you have a good enough support system to bounce these ideas off of. Right. Yep. And for them to, um, be accountability partners as well. You know, you said triggers is you use another T word. Did you say teachers? Ten? Teachers. Yeah. That's totally beautiful. That's beautiful. So moving right along, uh, exercises, and prompts for getting started with shadow work in case people are interested. Number one is think about someone who triggers you. Ooh. So this was, this was really hard for me because the person that really triggered me the most was my mom. Yeah. So I was I like, mean, yeah, that's the makes test. Makes sense. Of right? course. Why well, can't just throw that test away? It's my mom, you know? So <laughs> it's, um, what is yeah. it about this person that I don't like? Oh. Do I find that I have some of those same traits sometimes? Uh, what makes it so difficult to be around them and how do I feel about that part of myself? So for me, my mom is a mirror mm-hmm. for me. Uh, there were some friends who were mirrors for me and I, inst- and now I realize I used to just always, what drove me crazy about them was actually something that I knew I needed to work on for myself. Mm-hmm. That's really difficult. That's a difficult space to be in. Have you ever been in a situation? Oh like yeah. That or- I mean, I think there's a couple dimensions there because yeah. there is a point where it's like if you're triggered by your friends, it's like something that you need to work on and maybe it's about compassion and acceptance. Yeah. And then there's another point where it's like, okay, have I just outgrown this relationship? Right. Which I've been in. Um and uh, one of the triggering things to me was about just like frankly laziness and just like not 
having any joy really and like a passion and a drive like Mm -hmm. that's very important to me and my friendships is purpose driven like livelihoods and I was like you know what this is one of those places where I really struggled I was like am I being like not compassionate am I not a good person like but I had like a friend breakup because I was like this person's really hindering my growth and like I think that's a point where like that's a big test and you gotta you gotta know when to overcome that and like move on and then there are some points where it's like well there's another side to this too, which might be jealousy or envy of people that you admire. And I think that's really powerful because instead of looking at it from the jealous lens, it's like, whoa, you're only jealous because you know, you could do that. Right. So like use it to empower yourself. Like how did they do that? Study them, admire them instead Mm -hmm. of envy them and uh, watch who you become. Yeah. I think jealousy is actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I really do. It, it one, Let's you know how much you care, mm-hmm. you know, and and, I, and I'm talking the jealousy as far as the motivational side of it, not yep. jealousy in a relationship where you become controlling as a partner. Right. Um, jealousy in a friendship, I think, could be good again, and um, you know, it's it's a measuring stick to really, it's you know, what what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, this person is if I'm jealous of this person because they're here, well, how do I get to there? Kind right. of so I, I totally agree with you, um, and also the friendship breakup is arguably worse or and or harder than a a romantic partnership breakup Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it's tough when when you really have to sit and ask yourself and be honest with yourself about is this person just here for the season yeah people are seasonal yep um i really believe that and especially friends some are seasonal some are for a lifetime yeah and it's it's up to you you and your discernment to figure out which is you know right what it is yeah um you know we've we've been there before where you grow apart you know from from your friends and it's a hard conversation to have especially if the if the friend is not in the mindset of receiving that (laughs) of course total denial or yep you know fine whatever and you know the defensiveness which is a natural reaction i think too um, but I, I guess my mind goes to, and maybe everyone else is, um, the relationship side of things. So if, if we can go there yeah. in terms of using your discernment to know I've either outgrown this person or this person was seasonal, how does someone know whether they should stay or they should go? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> no sure. No pressure. Well, I think you just have to like ask yourself, like, I think long-term, am, am I making a decision based on like a temporary problem that we're having or am I basing my decision off off of like actually growing with this person and a life with this person. Because if it's like a little thing that just keeps triggering you and like they don't do their dishes, it's really annoying yeah. me. Like that's not a big overarching like yeah. part of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you just generally admire them and trust them and have a deep reverence for who they are and you mm-hmm. can really appreciate how they approach life and uh, their lens as to how they look through life. Like I've been with partners, honestly, who are just more pessimistic and don't really think that life is like that great. And like life is hard. Life sucks. And I found myself constantly being like, doesn't have to be like this. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to be with a person who understands that life doesn't have to be so hard and break this cycle of suffering because I want to be with somebody who uh, is uplifting and and trust like not that we're all perfect all the time like oh my god life gets really hard sometimes but um i really want to be with a person who approaches suffering and and hardships from a more optimistic perspective and Mm -hmm. and compassion and um what is the word i'm looking for just like a trust that it's gonna get better and that it's gonna work out instead of um, instead of crushing under like the pressure like yeah and and drive to me yeah. like drive is very important. So mm-hmm. it's optimism, yeah. For sure. It's a, and it's an abundance mindset as we've talked about before, right? Um, but I think you know there's also something there that you 
you that's not in your control yeah. to help that person get to that point. You know, we said on your podcast about, you know, having the mindset of it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. Exactly. Right. Finding the lesson and why is this adversity going on? You know, right. what, what's the root of it? Did I cause it? Is it a mm-hmm. is it a thing I can control? Is it a thing I can work on? Is there something I can avoid for next time, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Um, if I can kind of answer that question of um, how do you know to stay or should you go? Mm-hmm. Number one, I and you touched on it uh, beautifully, Helen, about you know your self worth, right, and your value system, and and knowing what you stand for and what you don't stand for. I think if someone is jeopardizing all of that, that's a big tell all sign, it is, right? Yep. And and if you were to stay with that person, are then are you really being true to yourself? Right, right. Uh, the other thing is, um, I I kind of go by the eighty twenty rule. You know, if eighty percent of your relationship is great. Well, just understand the 20, you're going to have rainy days. You're going to have bad moments, bad days. Mm -hmm. And with that is don't make a permanent decision on a temporary feeling. Yes. Did you post that on Instagram recently or something? Cause I love that. I think I saw that and I saved it or something. Cause it's so true. Yeah. It's, and it's, um, it's, it's hard though in the moment, you know, here we are hindsight, uh, we're at the top of the castle looking down, but you know, it's, um, but the more you can be aware and, and almost concrete with who you are, Mm -hmm. honestly, truly who you are to the core and what you want out of a partnership Um, the easier it's going to be to make these decisions, to see these people for who they are, not for who the potential of who they can be. Because that's the thing too, right? We fall in love with the potential. You know, especially if a big heart, myself, it's a gift and a curse. You know, I just, I see the good in everyone. Yes. And and it messes with my discernment and and my like, my intuition, Mm -hmm. you know, my gut. Um, And then last but not least, if people are like, here he goes again, I've said this (laughs) quite often. My middle brother gave me this a long time ago, and he said, um, if you don't know by now, you know. Yes, and somebody else recently was like, if you're ever finding yourself making a pros and cons list, get out of there. Yeah, yeah, like, right? no. Oh, man. <laughs> and like, I, to touch on your point too, like yeah. I never want to feel like I'm dragging anybody anymore. Like sure. generally, to your point of like the 80-20 rule, yeah. do I generally feel really good? Do I feel empowered in this relationship? Yeah. Do I feel respected? Mm-hmm. Like- is my life being enhanced? Because when I think of relationships, I think of your partner as like a cherry on top at the end of the day. They shouldn't be your whole day, your whole life. Like they are a blessing at the end of your day and and for your life. Mm -hmm. Like that's where enmeshment comes in and codependency comes in is Mm -hmm. when we don't have our identity, uh, you know, strongly, you know, in order figured out. Yeah. 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 Totally. And we haven't done that work. That's why this work is everything. Exactly. I, I said this on, um, I think it was episode 17. Hello. Good uh, memory. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. Uh, called <laughs> Not My Soulmates with Letitia Roll. And um, we talked about, I ha- used to have this bad habit of making my partner the entire village. Yeah. <laughs> like people say it takes a village to raise a kid. And why well, just was like, hey, um, you're going to be my village, you know, basically without saying that. And mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. fair to that person. You're basically setting them up to fail. And it's not fair to you. Exactly. Yeah. It's again, just understanding like, look, this person is one person Mm -hmm. and we don't even know what they're going through for that day. And here I am trying to put my whole problem onto you. So just, just being, um, patient and, and, um, you know, very clear. Right. And, and, um, I want to talk about allowing yourself to be seen by other people. Mm -hmm. 
love to get into that. I'm sure it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, that really is why we were talking about shadow work earlier. It's Mm -hmm. because we cannot show up fully as the most authentic versions of ourselves until we've really taken a look at what makes us the most uncomfortable because it will come out. Your relationships will bring it out. So if you haven't already gone through it already and learned how to be compassionate and gentle with yourself, you're going to hit a wall with a partner. Um, and you know, with my ex I was talking about, like the reason he didn't ever see me was because I hadn't done the work yet. And I was so scared of him finding out who I really was. Like I have a sense of humor that I'm not sure he ever saw. And like, you know, there's things that light me up and I just kept myself hidden from him because I was like, he won't love me if he finds out about me. Um, and I think that was honestly when I was coming out of modeling and he was surrounded by the most beautiful people I'd ever seen. And I was just like so intimidated because I hadn't, I hadn't done myself work yet. So I was like, I was just, I didn't dress. I would always be wearing like a dress and heels and like makeup done. Like I would even sleep in my makeup because I was so afraid of him, like seeing my face, like, and just anything that would take away the sheen of perfection that I had worked so hard to achieve. Mm. And I was like, well, he, you know, fell in love with this version of me. So I have to uphold this, like, you know, so, and I just realized like, you know, I finally realized like, whoa, I'm, I'm so exhausted. Like I can't do this. And it was just taking so much of my life. Like, sure. and I was giving everything to him. Like I was working this job and I'd run home. I'd get on the subway. I'd run home. I'd shower. I'd take a run. I'd go to his place. Like, and I, I wasn't giving anything to my own life. I was just like letting my own life go completely to the wayside to support him. And, um, Yeah. And you know what? I think he found a partner too, that like actually matches what he needed. Somebody that's actually Mm -hmm. willing to be that close with him in business and like kind of a support system for his business and like life in that way. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Like he he found that. And I just was like, I I found out what I did not need, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I I have so much respect for him and, and you know, as well, but like, it was very important for me to go through that. And it took me years to get over him. Like, and I think I don't, I feel like sometimes I'm like, am I crazy? Like, why did I keep thinking about him for so long? Like I had to do a couple cord cutting exercises to really like break that energetic tie, like, and that like cord that was holding us together and these memories that kept coming back and Mm. their meditations. Like you can look up, if you're experiencing this, like look up a cord cutting meditation on YouTube or something. What is that cord cutting? Okay. Yeah. It's an energetic frequency, a pole that we hold and, you know, some people, it's like a tie. Like, you know, I was having dreams about him all the time. I just like, couldn't stop thinking like obsessive Mm. thinking about him. Like, Mm. you know, I was like, what is this? Like, it's, I've got to, I've got to intentionally cut this. Mm -hmm. And you, sometimes you have to do it a few times and, and really go through that. Like you can do a burning ceremony and write a letter to them if you need to and burn it and release it and do those rituals that like physical rituals to like really get through that. Um, and I think there's probably always an X that we're going to have some standard in our minds. And, and that is such a blessing as well, because it shows yeah. us where we haven't completed our process yet. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and how far we've come and how far we've know, come. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. that, that really, um, so powerful. Uh, so yeah. many people listening and watching, uh, watching our, I know they can relate. I, <laughs> I know it resonates with them. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of them are, are probably currently going through it. Yeah. So whether it's cord cutting that everyone has some homework to do. Um, and then also knowing that you're not alone and, right. and feeling what you're feeling. And, you know, when, when you said that you would be so fearful of just being seen, I know I got a friend here. <laughs> um, 
I, I can't imagine how many people go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I uh, respectfully um, and sensitively cannot relate relate to that. But I, I actually have been with a couple women who I remember um, who would stay the night. And, you know, we were getting ready to go to bed. And I would say, right, I got some um, products, you know, help yourself out. Yeah. You know, some of them just for men, but, you know, face washing the last. There's some washcloths there, help yourself. And they were like, um, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking like, <laughs> No, I have white pillowcases and I'm going to have this. Stop. How yes. do I get this on? <laughs> yes. yes. I have OCD. Well, it's so funny, but it's like, it's a deep self-worth issue right. with the, the yes. women. Yes. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of that back oh, then. Oh, yeah. My OCD, unfortunately, took uh, precedent to my Oh, my God. Compassion. I would think the same thing. And Don't empathy. get that on my pillow. <laughs> like, okay, then just sleep on your head or yeah. on your back of your head. Because, uh, you know, but um, in all seriousness and to- totally being sensitive and respectful, yeah. um, I can't imagine the yep. comp- complex that is that is within and the fear of being seen yes you know for who they really are um and 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 i have i have said before often to the women that that you know had that complex i used to say you know i I don't think you realize this but i love you without makeup maybe even with makeup Mm -hmm. you know like it's Mm -hmm. just you're so beautiful and i and i just love the there's there's nothing in between us then you know yes. it's just like i see you Ugh. for all of you yep my most recent ex-boyfriend who was just like sorry if yeah. that's loud he likes you um <laughs> was such an angel like i remember the only time he would tell me i was beautiful was when i was without makeup like yeah. in the morning he wouldn't ever compliment me when i was like dressed to the yeah. nines like mm. ready to go out looked looked great he would only compliment me when i was like yeah. at feeling like my lowest and he yeah. really healed me and sure. and was a great healer for that reason yeah. but mm-hmm. um no i remember that and i think this is a bigger conversation around yeah. uh society and the industry that we're in and mm-hmm. like beauty because you know people like the i mean i i like the kardashians i respect the kardashians but like they're mm-hmm. pushing this image of just like heavy makeup and body contouring yeah. and like just like this intensity um and this covering mm-hmm. like doing a full face of makeup and i completely support that yeah. um i support any kind of body modification whatever you want to do honey sure. go for it mm-hmm. but where is it coming from is it coming from a place of enhancing what's already there and right. you're having fun and mm-hmm. you're exploring or are you afraid to show yourself yeah. um yeah. which for me was definitely about that and then, you know, I learned, I unlearned that, which yeah. is great. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, thank you for sharing. That's, it's, um, very vulnerable of you and, and, um, I love the transparency. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So the fun part of, um, the show and not that this wasn't, but, uh, the round of rapid fire questions. Oh gosh. You have no uh-huh. idea what's coming your way. Okay. Uh, and that's the point. Yeah. So question number one, if you could do anything knowing you won't fail, what would it be? Oh, Okay. Um, I really want to act. I like mm. would love to act. I love that whole world. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a beautiful challenge. Um, so I'd be in a film. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Um, what advice would you give your teenager self? Oh, just simply to be gentle and to know that it gets better. And like the peaks are just infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Life is good. It's going to get so much better. So yeah. I was a sad, sad teenager, but <laughs> yes, we all better. were <laughs> at some point in time. Uh, okay. What's one motto or mantra you live by? I guess simply that you're creating your own reality and taking that responsibility, like wow. completely releasing the victim mentality of life and mm. always taking responsibility. So yeah. just reminding myself that I'm creating my reality That's at beautiful. all times. And you're in control of that, yes. which is, which is great. Uh, question number four, 
what do you want to be known for when you leave this earth? So think legacy. My dad always says this and it's kindness. Wow. That's it. I just want to be remembered for being kind. It's beautiful. And you got that from your dad? Got that from my dad. Mm-hmm. That's what he, as he great. said at my funeral, all I want people to say is that he was kind. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last and final question. What does Helen admire most about Helen? Oh, my drive. I just freaking do it. Like, I really do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think, like, I I just came to that realization. I don't know. There was just some turning point where I was like, if I have a task in front of me, I don't wait anymore. I just do it right then um, for the most part. But yeah. I do admire that about myself now. Mm-hmm. That That's I just, beautiful. Just do it. Sure. Just yep. do it. Um, okay. So where can people find you? Uh, we talked about the creating creating confidence course. Yeah. Um, you also do Reiki and, um, EFT work and, um, behavior change, Instagram, whatever you want to shout out. Totally. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and holding this space. Like I admire you. I'm such a fan. I mean, you've had some incredible guests on your show, so I'm just so grateful that you were willing to sit down with me too. And makes me really happy. This is what I love to do. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. And I always learn so much from these discussions. For sure. So you can find me at on Instagram at Helen Denham underscore and then Helen Denham.com. Denham is spelled D-E-N-H-A-M, mm-hmm. which is a little funny. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Helen Denham.com. You'll find everything in there. Yeah. Um, and the course is just the thing I'm so excited about right now. It will have already launched on May 11th mm-hmm. and it's available. Perfect. Yay. Okay. So this is my moment um, to acknowledge my guest. I do at the end of every episode. Um you know, I think it's so important that we all just take a moment to celebrate where we are and how far we've gotten. So allow me to do that for you. Uh, first and foremost, I too am a fan of yours. Um, I remember again, when you reached out and I saw the email, the amount of professionalism blew me away. And I remember going to your Instagram thinking you had like some, you know, million followers or some crazy number and i was like how does she not have more than what she has this is I mean, actually a funny story i got hacked i used to have about twenty five thousand followers okay. i got yeah. hacked and deleted but it was you know a blessing, blessing it was a, i yeah. transformed my life and my message my wow. purpose there you go i was completely different so yeah. anyways that's, that's great happened. no that's perfect because it, yeah. it makes sense because i was like everything is so beautifully um uh, carefully thought out and put together um, from your aesthetic to your website, which I actually am using as a muse um, to create my own website um, from your blog and how intentional it is. Um, I signed up for it. And every Sunday I get a self-care Sunday um, email, which is just such a beautiful reminder to take care of self and on all your beautiful messages that are in there are great. And you're like kind of like an accountability partner for a lot of people, which is beautiful and we and necessary. Um, And I just want to acknowledge again how, and I did this on your episode, but um, how you just went for it. Ironically enough, that's what you admire, you know, your drive and and the most about you. But, you know, so many people, myself included, um, think about doing something that, that really fuels their passion, that really gets them out of bed, keeps them up late, all that they think about, but they don't act on it out of fear. And, you know, ironically enough, I definitely relate to you when you said about your, your podcast and, you know, that's self-worth and, and imposter syndrome, you know, mm-hmm. cause I definitely, um, suffered from that heavily still kind of do it's a work in progress, but so it takes one to know one. So I totally, um, admire you for, um, you know, just sticking to it and just saying, you know what, 
I'm going to do this. And if I fall, I fall, but the hell with it. I just want to, you know, at least give it my best shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, just for you creating the space that you've created. I mean, no pun intended with the creating confidence course, which is so um, powerful. I can't wait for people to check that out. Um, but just also you being a multifaceted, you know, just healer essentially is what you are. You're a light. There Thank it is. You. Let me let me keep it very simple. You are a light, and mm-hmm. we need more like you. Um, everything that you're doing is beautiful. Um, and I'm just so honored that you were able to bless the show. Thank you for reaching out. Cause if you didn't, I probably wouldn't have found you or not anytime soon, maybe. Oh, I know. And I'm just so happy it all, it all worked out. And thank you for, if everyone's watching, we're in a, we're in the mountains. Um, first of all, I don't have service, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> we're in Topanga. Totally check out. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just such a, such a beautiful, beautiful space and, and such a great energy. Oh, thank you so much, Justin. You're just showering me with love today. (laughs) I appreciate it so much. And we need to do that for each other, you know, like you need a little hype up once in a while. So I just, I'm so grateful. And, you know, I was thinking when you came over today, I was just like, there's always a reason you're meeting people. Like Justin is coming into your life for a purpose. Like, what are you going to learn from each other today? So Mm. it's just, this is why... I'm alive. Like, I feel like, like yeah. this is, this is it. This is the juice. This is the yes. stuff, you know, like yeah. we get to explore our minds mm. together. And, um, yeah. I hope that your audience like learns something new or just like has more compassion for themselves after, yes. after this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again. And, thank you so uh, much. I'm going to do a, uh, a tarot card reading, which I will film and record for everyone to watch and to be a witness to. Yeah. And, uh, but nonetheless, until the next time, um, thank you so much again for coming yeah. on. Thank you, Justin. Peace. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.